Hi there. Didn't see you. I'm Ollie. <laughs> Hi there. I still don't see you. I'm Cinna. <laughs> I'm from near Philadelphia. How about you? Uh, I'm from Ohio. That's probably why we can't see each other. Oh. Yeah. 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 It's kind we- of a distance. Yeah. I mean, if I could see you, we'd have the fucking Legolas problem, right? I don't know what that problem is. What is that problem? I'll send you the link at some point, but there's like a, a theory about elves where like Legolas can see some army from like X miles away and people will have mapped it to be like, uh, the curvature of the earth you literally can't. <laughs> so there's like theories on, well, can do elves see the world as flat? Are elves flat earthers? Um, but then there's other images where it's like, what if elves' eyes are on eye stalks? It's <laughs> I love, I love that somebody went to the trouble of mathing that out and figuring out that it's bullshit. It's bullshit. It's total bullshit. <laughs> uh, you're going to have to read that later because it's very funny. I will. All right. But we're here to talk today, you and I, about a different book. Yes. Yes. Well, we're backlist and chill. I mean, that's the first most important part. Hi, backlist <laughs> and chillers. Welcome. This is season four, episode three. We are on our Kate Tiernan season, and this is the third book in her Sweep series, sometimes called Wicca. This one is mm-hmm. called Blood Witch. <laughs> just got to the eyes. <laughs> I thought it would be normal. <laughs> no. All right. Anyway, <laughs> Jesus, what were we uh, talking about? Who are we? Oh, we're talking about our podcast. Right. We're back. Listen, chill. And we're talking about Kate Tiernan. Yes. And Sweep. Mm-hmm. Episode three on season four. Mm-hmm. But probably the most important part mm-hmm. is that we drink. Mm-hmm. Today, I have uh, yet again come back to the delicious, delicious absinthe absinthe mm-hmm. with sugar water and lime juice, all in equal parts. I love it. It's delicious and uh, it gets me way gone. <laughs> Bye, Ollie. We'll see you later. Bye. What are you drinking? I am drinking a drink based on something called Sunseeker, but... Ooh. I didn't have the money for absolute citron, citron, mm. absolute citron. citron. I'm going to say citron. that like a normal person. So I made my own. Holy crap. Which, well, I mean, listen, don't, don't be impressed. I just poured lemon juice in vodka, okay? Still. But it's lemon juice, lime juice, vodka, and simple syrup. So it's basically alcoholic lemonade, and it's oh, very good. Great. It is very good. So I've decided to call it just... Seeker. Super appropriate. Bam. I love it. Yeah. So, we've got our drinks. We know what book we're reading. Mm -hmm. Shall we discuss the blurb? Uh, I mean, what's your blurb say? Well, so, Blood Witch. Morgan has found her mother. Oh my god. I'm so glad that I didn't fucking read this before. Oh no. What? So wait, what is this from? This is from Goodreads from Blood Witch, Wicca number three. Okay, so it's from Wicca, not Sweep. Yeah, let me go back and see if I... But it looks like the Sweep covered. It's got Sweep written on it. That's weird, because that is not how my blurb starts out. Well, I'm glad, because... (laughs) It's like... It's like, Morgan has spoilers. Spoilers. (laughs) Spoilers. Oh, spoilers. 
And spoilers. Like, whole all the spoilers. Why, Wicca? Right. Why? All right, you read yours, then I'll read my spoilerific blurb. <laughs> okay. Very mad on it. Mine says, Every day, I learn more about magic. The more I learn, the more my power grows. Sometimes, my own strength frightens me. I know I'm not alone, though. Cal is with me, my soulmate, my partner, my love. Is he? (laughs) Now, I feel a shadow over us. When I cast out my senses, I pick up danger. But is it real, or is it all in my mind? I mean, I don't feel like much of that is based in truth, but at least it's not spoilery. Yeah, we again have the problem of them trying to make it more like, I guess, the vampire novels that we've been reading. <laughs> Danger is everywhere, and I'm so strong, but it frightens me, but at least my love is here. Blah, blah, blah. Like, it, that, that sounds like a very vampire-y I mean, blurb. at absolutely no point did Morgan think the danger was in her mind, so I don't even know Fuck where no. that came from. Right? I don't know. I don't, ugh, blurbers. <laughs> y'all y'all suck at this game back in the year 2001. So what does your spoiler shit say? <laughs> Get ready for spoilers, friends. <sighs> Morgan has found her mother's Wiccan tools, and her relationship with Cal is strong. Everything seems perfect, except that Cal's half-brother Hunter is stalking Oh my god! Her. Hunter claims to be a seeker who is investigating Cal for the <gasps> misuse of magic, who can she trust? I'm like, so mad. That is spoilers right through the last fucking page, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's literally stuff that they don't talk about until the last fucking page. Who the fuck? How is that not a blurb for book four or something? I know. That's what it sounds like. That's a, That should be the uh, Honestly, Senna, this is what I was thinking last night as I was reading things. I'm like, they should take the blurbs from each book and then shift them up one <laughs> and then the first one could just not have a fucking blurb because clearly you can't do this right they should just say there's a new boy in school Bree likes him so does morgan but he seems to like morgan the end and like, also magic also magic yeah <laughs> <laughs> and he well you could probably be okay with saying like Oh, the new boy, Cal, is super cute, and my my best friend likes him, and I like him, but I'm going to back the fuck off, and he wants us to join him in <gasps> Wicca. Oh, I don't know if my family will like this, but I'm going to try it. But I feel it. a connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something stirs within me. Is it magic or my loins? I don't know. <laughs> who, maybe both? Mm, who Might knows? Might be both. All right, so this book, my book, is 202 pages, and he does not say he's a seeker until the bottom of page 198. Yep, 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 yep. Like, I'd been theorizing the whole time. I'm like, obviously, this is you, because we've got these things happening. But... That is the biggest fucking spoiler. Like, every freaking... Like, she doesn't even get her mom's tools until, like, the no, last three quarters quarter of the, way of the through. book. Yeah. yeah. Like, way far in. Like, Ugh. fuck you, blurbs. Here's the thing. So I spent this whole book being, like, waiting to find out, like, what your reactions were going to be <laughs> to those exact things. And to Ooh. have them spoiled on the back, oh my god, I would murder somebody. Right? Being like, you've ruined everything. You've ruined <laughs> the surprise. Right, I can't even go and look at book four uh, to see if like we want to read it because I'll find out everything that happens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, nope, absolutely not. Don't do it. And you know this is my biggest pet peeve when mm-hmm, it comes to mm-hmm. blurbs. 
is when someone spoils, like, the big twist that happens three quarters of the way through. Mm -hmm. This doesn't even spoil just that. This is like, what if I spoil everything? What if the mystery of this book, which is, who hunter? What want? What if I just tell you? Enjoy. I feel so bad for anybody who went into this book being like, oh shit, she's gonna get her mom's tools right away. Right? Just about the only thing they don't spoil, and I'm gonna spoil it here because you and I have read it, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> she's apparently the fucking prophesized head priestess of the, oh, all spoiler, of the Woodbane clan. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Woodbane thing is the only thing they don't spoil, basically. Yeah. The Woodbane and that she's prophesied. She's not prophesied. That's what it fucking says. Uh, I read mm, this book. mm, mm. I read it. Consult. It said prophesied. I I will find it for you. I I saw prodigal. Prodigal? Mm -hmm. Maybe I misread it. Maybe it was too late. Uh, Destined. Okay. What a crock. She's your lightning rod, the last surviving member of Bell Wicket, the destined high priestess of one of the most powerful of the Woodbane clans. Oh, destined is different from prophesied. Destined is prophesied. No, prophesied involves a prophecy. That's fair. That's fair. But destined still. She's the destined high priestess. How can you be the high priestess of one? Of one person? This I'm the high priestess the, of me. You are the last of Bell Wicket. Of course you're the fucking high priestess. <laughs> I I mean, I think the idea was that had Bell Wicket not been destroyed. Yeah, but but they were. So. But but yes, that is an awkward <laughs> way to put it, Hunter. Mm-hmm. Anyway, listen, we need All to, right, yeah, yeah, we need yeah. to do the, the book thing that we're doing. At least we got some of that out of the way. Okay, so actually first, I need to know where you stand on everything before i do this recap okay well i need you to ask me questions because there's a lot okay um why don't we just do your theories first okay and then we'll we'll continue well but like i still there's a lot going okay on, so, so cal. But, all right all right cal i want cal to be evil at this point mm-hmm. because i'm just that kind of person uh-huh. i want him to do that because i think that would be super great i love when um so vampires are very often, like, defanged, right? Right. Where they'll be like, oh, I'm so soft and good. I'm like, mm, please just bite them. <laughs> and it would be so great to get what I always want out of a vampire book, out of this witch book. Okay. <laughs> to be like, yeah, no, he's literally here using you. He's been using you since the beginning. You didn't see it because, well, reasons. He seemed nice. He was actually doing a good job of it. Like, so often when vampires are like, I am seducing you because I want to bring you to the dark side or whatever, the audience can see right through them. Right. And there's been enough since the beginning with Cal that if he is revealed to, yes, in fact, I've been doing it this way, but I do still love you. But yes, this is the reason that I started coming after you because you've got a hot amount of power um that <laughs> would be great so like, sexy. yeah like i think that would be super awesome for him to, to really be like yeah no i was definitely after you because i could tell you were a powerful witch and that was like definitely working for me but also i wasn't prepared to fall in love with you i think that's great i think that'd be super good i want that that's the story i want okay uh how do you feel about hunter so through reading the whole thing, in, in including last, the end of last book when we first met him, there was a lot of YA of the time stuff thrown at him that I'm like, I, I don't know. He just seems like a, you know, like a 20 year old who's <laughs> doing his thing. I guess he's only 18 or six months younger than Cal, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Like, there's a lot of, like, oh, he's so smug. Ugh, I hate him. <laughs> me, me, me. And I'm like, oh, God. Are we really doing this, Kate Tiernan? Are we? Please. <laughs> like, it just, it feels like that that enemies to lovers kind of storyline. Mm-hmm. Where, even though I appreciate that he didn't fully come into the story until book three, and we have, like, established relationship, I can absolutely see him being the Damon to Cal Stefan. Mm-hmm. But with, with better in that way, where it's like established Cal and Morgan relationship. Hunter comes along. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. Oh, but I touched him and there was this weird momentary connection or something um, where I'm like, fuck, is he going to be your goddamn true love? But... <laughs> where, but like she did. She had that moment. Um, so I would love to see that. I think that would be great for her to be like, I actually hate the guy that I'm supposed to be in love with forever. (laughs) And I actually love the guy that I really should hate because he's been using me, but he does love me and I love him, I guess. (laughs) I guess. That would be great. Um, also he's been sick and other people have been sick, so I want to see what's up with that. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I truly, I believe that Hunter is a seeker. Might as well. There's no reason not to. Mm-hmm. And I definitely don't think that he is with Sky the way that the book sometimes tries to encourage us to think of it. Mm-hmm. I thought at first they were siblings, but maybe. I don't know. She could be. But that's that's my thought on Hunter. Okay. Uh, and uh, Cal and Celine. Cal and Celine. Celine has been off-putting for me since the beginning. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, she was a good adult to Morgan, because of my own experiences with people who like to have power, mm-hmm. Celine has always been a little unsettling for me. So when Cal in this book was saying, um, oh, yeah, there are people in from Manhattan. Oh, she loves to go from place to place and set up a nice coven and and then move on. I'm like, I don't know. That sounds sketchy. That sounds like, <laughs> let me just build little places of power and get lots of allies and i don't trust that Mm -hmm. uh also she was having circles with sky and hunter and i'm pretty sure she let morgan into that room to find the book like it's just she's an adult that i don't trust okay so are you mm, do you do you think that Hunter is lying, or do you think that Cal and Celine are lying about being good? How both of them are all how both well, sides are like I'm the good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know why Hunter's yeah. there, and you yeah, know, I know Hunter. Yeah, 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 I, I think Hunter is there because he's the the kid who whose journal we were seeing at the beginning, which granted could be a fake out, but. Currently, the way the books have gone, and good on you, Kate Tiernan, if I'm wrong, it seems like Cal and Celine should be trying to build power and take down whatever they want to take down. And if it's for good reasons or bad reasons, whatever, we'll find that out. Like, if it's like, oh, no, they do want to destroy all this shit, but for good reasons, then mm-hmm. whatever. I think they think they're the good guys. Okay. I think Hunter thinks he's the good guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Because, uh, so, like, I, I went through this book, I took a lot of notes, a lot of the notes yeah. are things that I've picked up on a second reading, so mm. I don't want to talk about those 
for obvious reasons. Yeah. So I'm trying to gauge what to omit. Right, right, right. From the summary. Uh, so I'm assuming from my answers that you're like, well, I should not talk about blah blah Um. So yeah, 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 yeah. That's thank you for uh your responses. Content will be adjusted accordingly. All right. Very good. So, um, did you want to tell me what your cover looks like? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving on before we get into the shit. Um, my cover is another dual color thing. Mm-hmm. And it has a lady in a robe, or maybe, yeah, maybe somebody else in a robe. It looks like a lady to me. I always have assumed it is Morgan's mom. I could see that, especially with what else is on there. Yeah, standing in front of like a house in a like snow-covered wood, uh, staring at the camera, and it's got like a streaky orange texture over it. Uh, and then yeah. the bottom is like blue, uh, and it says Blood Witch. <laughs> and that's what my cover looks like. It's not bad. I'd like to note that book 10 is called Seeker. Yep. That's the thing. Yep. These titles are all out of order. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes. So, book three, Blood Witch, opens exactly where the last one left off. Uh, Morgan in Selene's study, uh, having found her mother's book of shadows, Cal and Selene walk in on her like, um, hey, what are you doing in my private office space? <laughs> and uh, Morgan is obviously mortified. She's like, oh shit. I ADHD'd the time away. <laughs> my fucking hand in the cookie jar. Oh shit. Like, after a brief confrontation in which Morgan is kind of submissive, then she's like, oh no, wait. I came in here on accident. I haven't done anything wrong except maybe, you know, snoop around. But, like, this is my mom's book. So, fuck you. I love that. I love it. She's like, I'm taking this. Right? (laughs) This is mine. (laughs) This is my mother's book of shadows. How did you get it? Why have you not given it to me? Like, this obviously, by Wicca right, belongs to me. Yeah. And Celine's excuse is bullshit. Right. She's like, oh, I had a bunch. I collect books of shadows. And Morgan's like, mm, that's a little shady. Uh, and Celine says, I didn't think that you were ready to see what was inside. And Morgan rightfully is like, mm, not your decision. So, yeah, I'm going to take this. Um, Cal, take me home. <laughs> I'm leaving. And so she does. She she fucking takes that book. Celine's like, yeah. all right. Go oh, for go it. Ahead, kid. Please don't be mad at me. And honestly, I think that it's bullshit on Celine's part to be like, oh, there's things in here that I think you'd be scared about. It's only scary because of what you fucking say about it. Well, and uh, I mean, and Morgan is right. Like, it's it's not her place to. to yeah. she, has, she has nothing to do with Morgan except being her boyfriend's mom. So, yeah. you know, be like, you. oh, wait. Oh, I'm pretty sure you're this person. You know, I have your mom's book of shadows because I collect them. Yep. And she's like, how did you get it? Um, accident. I fucking bought it? (laughs) How do I get any of my books? (laughs) Um, Cal uh, takes Morgan home. I do like the description of their confrontation where, like, Morgan and Celine are looking at each other and they're just like, hmm, yeah, who's going to blink first? And then Cal's just, like, (laughs) looking between them like, oh, God, that's my mom. Oh, God, that's my girlfriend. Oh, God. Oh, God, God, please don't Uh, murder each other. (laughs) Morgan takes her book home. This is where we should probably talk about the entries that begin each chapter in this book. Yes. The first one from the very first chapter is from um, Morgan's mom and it's signed Bra-Ader. Wait, no. Bra- Bra-Ader, I think. So I looked up a pronunciation in an old ass book. Oh. So I'm trusting that to not lead me astray. 
but it's bra adar. Bra adar. Bra adar. Bra adar. Yeah. Right. And that's the only one we get from her. Yes. The rest of them are split between some signed Ska and another signed Jimanak. Gimanak? I'm wondering how to pronounce that one. I'm just like, I don't know, Giovanni. Right. Yeah, right. Uh, I found a website that pronounced it like Giamanak, like a Gia sound. But the book uh, the book said like G, G-manak. G, Gimanak. Yeah. So I don't know which is correct. All right. Probably not going to say either of them too much. So for these purposes, we'll say it's Gimanak. So when did you figure out like who, who they were? All right. So Ska, is that the one? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure they want us to believe that Scott is Cal. Mm-hmm. And that part of it wanted us to also believe that it was Hunter. So I was like, all right, clearly this is a shell game of which one of these is Hunter. <laughs> uh-huh. And then, like, when I got to the one with Jimanok, mm-hmm. that I was like, shit, these fonts look way too fucking similar. <laughs> uh-huh. That I was reading it. And thinking, oh, okay. And then I got to Gemanok, and I'm like, hold on. And I had to go back, and I'm like, Scott, oh my god, there's two of them. <laughs> and that's when I was like, this is a shell game of which one is Hunter. So I was like, eh, maybe this could be him, maybe this could be him. But by the time... Oh no, it was even in the first one, where it was talking about my parents are gone, blah de blah mm-hmm. I knew that that one wasn't Cal. Mm-hmm. Um, because he hasn't mentioned having... An actual brother? Only half-siblings. Yeah. And pretty early on, I was like, well, this is clearly Cal's siblings. Because we knew about that from, I think, book one. Mm -hmm. It took until actually saying, because that's what my name means, Hunter. (laughs) For me to be like, all right, cool. That's clearly Hunter. (laughs) So that's my theory. I think that the first one is Cal. That's why I want him to be evil. I want him to be doing it. I think it would be really fun. So uh, I think this is the first time where these these little diary entries actually start working as a narrative, like anything. Yeah, yeah, because they also get closer to the timeline too. Like yes. there's ones that happen right up through January of '99, and if this is 2001, mm-hmm. then that's not too far away. Right, that's only two years ago. Right. So these are the first ones that I feel like are not kind of redundant. Yeah. And they they work in tandem with, like, the book itself really well. Like, Ska's talk a lot about her and how much he has grown to care about her and the conflict that he feels between the way he feels about her and and what he has to do and all of this stuff. Um, He does eventually, like, also talk about, oh, the Seeker has arrived and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Honestly, it would be nice if it was just more open about who they are rather than this bullshit this is my this is my wicked name just fucking tell me that cal's writing it tell me the hunter's writing it it's <laughs> Listen, fine i would get more out of it get get used to that because it's gonna keep happening <laughs> people's wicked names and their diary entries that maybe maybe aren't theirs <laughs> gemonox talks about like uh his history of losing his parents and yeah growing up in like blood witch wicca like trying to find out what happened to them and eventually learning about it yeah well and being possibly tried for murder because his brother summoned like a dark spirit and it killed him and and he was there and nobody knows what happened trying to help him yeah yeah no it's a very sad story 
they they progress kind of at the same pace as the book. So like the first time a seeker shows up in Geminox entries, it's like very ominous. It's like, who is this person? They're very scary. And like, it's at the same point in the book where you're like, what is a seeker? Is a seeker a bad thing? Should I be afraid? Like, is the seeker the fucking like death omen who's shown up to be like, I'm here to murder you all? Is he that black wave that came and killed all of Bellwicket? Like, what what's happening? Right? Is this person somebody I should be afraid of? Yeah, there's a poem about the Holocaust, I think, mm-hmm. um, where it's like, and then he came for you know these people, but you know that wasn't me, so I didn't care. Sure. I felt like I had like a similar feel with the seeker, where it was like people don't care until he's there for you, right? So it was like it was really cool, but scary. Yeah, I think that they work really well in like raising the tension of a story in a way that like Morgan can't because she doesn't know anything. Yeah, her life is not nearly so tense. And it really makes that if Hunter is in fact a seeker, which all signs point to, especially <laughs> when he has those those silver chains and whatnot, mm-hmm. if he is a seeker, the idea that he may have escaped death and went to become a seeker mm-hmm. and whatnot, even though his parents were taken away, like, mm-hmm. he's doing this to other people. The sad thing that, like ruined his life that no one told him why his parents were gone and why his brother was like meh i need to find our parents and i'll raise this dark spirit like like that's a really interesting character development like i shall become the thing that ruined my fucking life i am batman (laughs) right so yeah no i like i like these entries i think they work uh much better Mm -hmm. than they did in the last two books so morgan's story the next morning, uh, Morgan and her sister go out to run some errands, and it basically just sets up side drama subplots of Mary Kay getting back with her shitty boyfriend. Fucking backer. And uh, Matt cheating on Jenna with Raven. <laughs> Raven, stop. You're definitely way more into girls. <laughs> so uh, Morgan and Mary Kay talk a little bit about her falling out with Brie, and Mary Kay is very like sympathetic towards Brie. Which is something that I liked. Yeah, like, Mary Kay doesn't have the whole story, but I do appreciate that anytime it comes up that people are like, that sucks that your friendship ended over a boy. Yes, that gets repeated several times where they're like, mm-hmm. mm, you know, usually boys that you fight over, not worth it. Not worth it. Mm. And it sucks because it's like, well, Bree's the one who chose this for sure. Right, right. But it still sucks. Right. But I enjoy that sage advice coming from, because Morgan- From the 14-year-old. Well, but Morgan is also like, I think that she's right. Like- Yeah. I appreciate that people aren't like, ugh, that bitch Brie, how dare she? Yeah, that Brie is still, even though there's a lot of question of what's Brie doing, is Brie doing something? Mm-hmm. Um, that she's not, I feel like she was given a real bad rap last book, and this book she feels a little bit more like a normal- human being again right so uh they have their chat at this point because they don't have like that that chapter thing that they did at the beginning of the second book morgan has to do a lot of recapping and it's pretty bad and now we're trying to do two books worth of shit right and it's not it's not like we talked about it a little bit in the fourth vampire diaries book right where we're like oh no this recapping is good because it feels like character development and yeah yeah, like they have feelings about this with morgan it's very much like okay this 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 and this happened (laughs) let me dump it and we move on yeah it would have been interesting if they had moved the stuff later with robbie to earlier in the book Mm -hmm. so that it came out naturally 
Yeah, there's just a lot of like, because these books are being put out monthly, and you, it's only book three, so maybe you expect somebody to just pick this up. You kind of have to play that get everybody up to speed game. Yeah, God, but do I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's not great. So uh, they get home and then Cal and Morgan go to Practical Magic. I've super love practical magic yes i love that they just constantly go there i know it's become a really fun place that they go to also i really like alice and david yes it's um the fucking sweet version of the bronze or you know the school library (laughs) it's just a lot of scenes take place here we can afford this place it's cheap this is my aunt's place and therefore she's cool if we (laughs) film here we just (laughs) i want it i know i know right so Cal and Morgan go to Practical Magic. Uh, Cal compliments Morgan on standing up to his mother. And Morgan finally, finally fucking tells Cal about seeing Brie and Raven in Sky. Okay, let's just pause for a moment and talk about the fact that this book couldn't be written these days because there's so much. Oh, I'll tell him when I see him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Morgan today would be like, text, 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 yes. pictures of all this shit. And I'm like, yeah, this would not work. Like, it, it could work. There would be ways to do other stuff. Mm-hmm. But all of the ridiculous, overblown drama of, wait, I forgot to tell you this thing. I guess I'll tell you next time. Like, you have car rides. You have whole fucking car rides. You could just be like, I keep forgetting this thing because I've clearly got ADHD and this is what happened. Whew. Okay, I got it all out. Because I do appreciate that whenever um, Kate Tiernan is like recapping a thing like that, it's just all of my words tumbled out. Suddenly I was telling them everything that yeah. happened. I'm like, thank you for not forcing me to sit through your awful recaps, children. But... These would be goddamn texts. These would be fucking emails. Yeah. Like, no, they wouldn't be emails today. But they'd just be texts. They'd be fucking Facebook messages. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of getting everybody up to speed in this book. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then, like, uh, later on when she gets dumped on the side of the road and she can't, she said she doesn't have a cell phone, so she can't, like, call for a ride. So she just has to walk. And it's like, mm, a problem solved by technology. Technology. If your problem can be solved by a cell phone, <laughs> yeah. it's not a problem. <laughs> Uh, she finally fucking tells him about this very ominous meeting in a graveyard that she saw. What, last book? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was the last book. Jesus. I'm sure in world it's probably only been two days, but it really feels like it's been a while. If you have to tell a character something and it takes until the next book to do it, <laughs> that's too long. Even if it's only in canon two days. So she tells him that and he's, you know, he's kind of thoughtful about it. But Cal is very like, anytime Morgan drops like her big bombs about the shit that she's heard, he's very much just like, oh, I'll talk to them. Yeah, I'll talk to them. Don't worry <laughs> Guess I gotta it. go talk to Sky and Hunter now. Right? Cal thinks everything can be solved with a conversation. And with his conversation. Yes. Yes, very much so. He absolutely is like, ugh, I'll go fix this. <laughs> Morgan is over here like, somebody is doing dark magic on me. And Cal's like, no, 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 I'll talk to them. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, babe. I'll talk to them. Don't worry, babe. I got you. I got it. So uh, she asks Cal if he thinks that Sky is on the dark side. Uh, and Cal is like, Morgan, Morgan, honey, you watch too many Star Wars movies. Like, there is no <laughs> this dark side. This is not side. the force of Morgan. Sky and Hunter are not a Sith. <laughs> Every, it's just a circle, man. We are all great Jedi here. 
Morgan asks if that's the case, why he doesn't like Hunter, and Cal explains that, oh, I've met, I met Hunter before, and I just, he just rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> he doesn't trust him. Morgan's like, well, if you don't trust him, then doesn't that mean he's bad? <laughs> and Cal's just like, stop asking questions. I don't Do want to talk about this. follow down that path. I don't want to fucking talk about it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. And Morgan's like, uh, uh, but I want to talk about it. <laughs> And uh, Cal does a little foreshadowing about how great it would be if Morgan had her mother's tools. Man, wouldn't that just be awesome? And they also mention it in, I think, the previous book where someone's like, wow, you don't have your mom's book of shadows? Yeah. Or her tools? That's so sad. (laughs) I just like that very distinctly, Cal, as they're walking into the store, is like, I just wish you had your mother's stuff. And Morgan's like, yeah, me too. Probably not going to happen later in this book. Mom, are you listening? This is what I want for my birthday. <laughs> so, I want your shit. Uh, so they come out to find Hunter lurking around Cal's car. Which... <laughs> like a fucking weirdo. I know. Hunter, you're so bad at this. He's like, I am a seeker and I'm the youngest member of this thing. Yeah, you can fucking yeah, we can tell, tell, kid. This is your first assignment and you went after your half-brother? Yeah. The rookie mistake, son. Mm-hmm. And Morgan notices that he looks terrible. He's got, like, a terrible cold. There's a description of his voice as nasally, and oh my god, am I fucking living for it. Like, <laughs> Hunter as this nasally, like, sick-looking oh, nerd. Oh, oh my god. I love it. I'm stalking you, I guess. Right? Because he try- he's trying so hard to be, like, very cool. I know. And it's really- I appreciate it. This is why I need him to be her actual- Soulmate. There we go. Soulmate. <laughs> I need him to be her actual soulmate because I love the idea that like when she first meets him, he's cold and he's smarmy and he's smug. And then the next time she sees him, he's like, I've got a cold. That's <laughs> <laughs> so sick. Uh, Morgan. You never see characters sick in these things when they're meant to be like, ah. Oh, He's, like, so handsomely ugly. Right? Like, he doesn't, like, he sort of gets a Cal glamour shot where she talks about him being very pretty, but it's, like, a very, like, he's pretty and I don't trust it. I don't trust that pretty face. He's too pretty. He's, like, a fucking Lord of the Rings elf. (laughs) Right? Another Nord. Nords. Ice giants everywhere. (laughs) But no, Hunter is, like, very nasally and he's gross looking and he's also extremely aggressive. Super fucking aggressive, especially to Morgan. Who taught this kid? Why are you doing this? Why are you being so mean to this girl? I know. He's there for Cal and it's like, you could just leave Morgan out of this. Right? He keeps coming at her like... Do you know that Cal's not telling you everything? Do you know Morgan? And she's like, Do you? I don't know you. Why are you even (laughs) talking to me? We met once. He really didn't do a good job of ingratiating himself. No, he didn't. He's so bad. Uh, And Morgan, like, of course, instinctively hates him because he's, like, coming for her boyfriend. He's feeling really rude to her. So, yeah, she yells at him. And when she, like, fucking body checks him out of the way to get to the car... (laughs) They both get zapped, and she's like, "Did he just fucking cast a spell on me? Did he just fucking spell me? What was that?" I'm like, no, he's probably your soul. <laughs> and as they drive away, she sees Hunter looking at her with an expression, and then later realizes that it's of hunger. <laughs> I'm like, please don't make this fucking teenager do that. <laughs> So she goes home, she gets ready for the next circle. Uh, her mom asks about her and Bree, and, and Morgan tells her the truth. Uh, and this again is is like her mom being like, mm, 
Real sad you guys breaking up over a boy. Yeah, and I appreciated that scene very much. And uh, even Robbie eventually tells Morgan that, like, you know, Brie asks about you, right? Like, you guys only talk about each other. Like, can you just get <laughs> You're over You're only this? mean about each other. You're basically a Dora and Catcher. But... <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Like, you guys both clearly still care about each other. Can you figure this out? And Morgan is like, no. 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 Not at all. No, we cannot. It's so sad. All this to say that I really like Morgan's mom. Like, I know we bagged on them in the last book, but I really like Morgan's mom in this book. Yeah, she does a much better job in this one. (laughs) Now that she's found her footing again at being her mom. Because she is. She is her mom. Right. They're on better terms and her mom's able to be more momish again. Yes. So at the circle, Cal tells Morgan that he found a fucking magical GPS tracker on his car. And he's like, yep, Hunter probably put it there. And I'm like, yeah, real bad at this, Hunter. Really bad. And then he's immediately like, uh, but don't worry about it. It's probably nothing. So they do the circle and they describe them as doing it in the living room. And Cal like takes out a chalk and starts like drawing on the floor. And I'm like, whose parents are letting him do this in the living room on a wood floor? This is not your right. house, Cal. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Like, there's other ways to make a fucking circle, Cal. Pick up the goddamn incense and walk around the fucking circle. <laughs> Leave not a trace. This is not your fucking house. I don't care that you're like, no, nah, it's cool. Are you going to wash it after? Because you don't describe right? that. Is that part of your cleanup, Cal? Are you cleaning up all the chalk or marks do you and go, probably scratches on the floor? my minions shall clean the floor. Right. It's um, uh, it's part of your training. Wax on, wax off. You must learn how to clean chalk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get that probably is a big part of, you know, a witch's life is cleaning up the circles. Probably, but this is why you do shit outside. So anyway, anyway, uh, they cast the circle and as it ramps up, Morgan starts chanting a song that comes from nowhere and she starts feeling the universe. (laughs) She like starts feeling like a goddess and I, it's got to be shitty to be like the other kids in this coven, right? Yeah. To be like, oh, cool. I'm normal. Every single fucking circle, Morgan. Just gotta be super cool. And then she, Morgan describes like being in the middle of the circle and everybody like spinning around her. It's like <laughs> her dancing. I mean, I do appreciate though the way that Jenna treats her like a f- fucking god though. Oh, I know, right? Like, mm, we're seeing this cult be built. Yeah. So uh, Morgan's like, oh, ultimate cosmic power. And then she's like, oh shit, I don't want ultimate cosmic power. <laughs> And she freaks out. She's like, I will lie on the goddamn floor. Yep. She's like, nope, make it go away. I was getting too wood bainy there. Mm. And Jenna, of course, comes over. She's like, can you heal me, master? Please. Yeah, I know. Please. And then she touches her chest and heals her lungs. Right. Which, I mean. I fucking would if I had that problem. I'd be like, hello. Hi, you're channeling that magic shit again. I would like right to Right here. Breathe. Right here. Yes, please. Throw it. Throw it. Yeah. Can you make it permanent this time? Like Robbie, let's go. Yeah, 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 right. I have a physical condition that makes it hard to breathe. (laughs) Right. Like, my parents are well off and they can afford my medications, but honestly, I would prefer (laughs) not to. I would like to be able to go for a nice walk. And then one of of Jenna's cat's kittens comes out and Morgan's like, that one, I'm taking it home. This one. Uh, So she she adopts a little gay, gay, I almost said little gay, little gay cat. Little gay kitten. (laughs) (laughs) Heck yeah. You and go, Douglas. <laughs> she names it uh, the same name as her mom's kitten. 
Which that I found so stupid. Well, yeah, you know, she's trying to connect, man. I hate it. Yeah, because she's trying to connect with her mom. And I'm like, don't just be Maeve. Be yourself. (laughs) But I do appreciate a little tiny kitten now in the story. And with a rat tail. I've seen those tails on kittens. (laughs) I love that she takes it home. And the next morning, her family is immediately like, yeah, that cat. Fucking love that cat. I know. Best friends with that cat now. They're like, ah, it's a rat. She's like, no, it's a kitten. And he goes, and they're like, fuck, I love this kitten. I'm like, that is the best response to surprise kitten I've ever seen. I know. Her parents are so cool about it because Morgan's like, I'll buy the litter and stuff. And they're like, you know, you got like, you got to get it fixed. And she's like, I'll do that, too. I'll do that, too. And I've like, got money. It's fine. They're like, sure. Like, this is not normal, Morgan. You have awesome fucking parents. She does have awesome parents. Like, they go, they all go shopping and they all like buy it a present. I know. They're like, this is our kitten too, you realize. Right, they're bringing <laughs> offerings to this cat. <laughs> they come home and the cats like terrorized the house while they were gone. And Mary Kay's just like, oh, he's Dude, so cute though. I know, the cats like scratch the dad's favorite leather chair. And I'm like, oh, you're so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> it like scratched the dad's chair. It ate the mom's plant. Like it's been a Peed real on terror. a comforter. <laughs> and they're like, it's so cute. It's adorable. So yeah, they go to church, and as Morgan is taking communion, the priest spills the communion wine. (gasps) Dun dun dun! That's definitely wasn't uh, focused on so much that I thought it would come back later, which it did. I know, right? So it freaks Morgan out, and she's like, can I still be a witch and go to church? And I'm like, Morgan, Kate... I thought we discussed this in the last book. I thought this was like, we were cool with this. Right. But it feels like we're coming back to it. We're going like, "Mm, maybe not though. (laughs) But, Uh, but, but but Kate. But I liked when you could. (laughs) Me too. It felt really good. Like, it's been such a big part of her life. She wasn't some kid who was like, uh, can I get dragged to church every fucking right. Sunday? Like I was. <laughs> I know, exactly. Exactly. Somebody who likes going to church. Bless you. Right? Literally. <laughs> <laughs> um, It feels a little bit like this book does that a lot, right? Because like they talk about the church thing and Morgan's kind of freaked out. She's like, I don't know if I can do both. At the very next scene, she goes to school and she like talks about her science friends and she's like, oh, but I feel really distant from them now. Like we haven't hung out in a while and I just don't feel connected to them anymore. And I'm like, but, but (sighs) both. We were doing so well. You can't have more than just fucking Cal in your life. I know. And more than witchcraft. And she does it later on too. When her and Cal talk about college, she's like, well, I was going to go to MIT in a way that implies like maybe not anymore. And I'm like, no, you need to have more in your life than just this fucking supernatural shit. Right? Like I get that you're a teenager and you're caught up in this cool new thing, but even handedness, please. Yeah. You can do both. You can have science friends and witch friends. You can be a smarty and a witch. Right? Like you could you don't have to just toss this all in the fucking trash. Anyway. Yep. At school that day, Cal does his fucking apple thing, which is he he like pulls out an apple. And Morgan's like, this is the best apple I've ever eaten. This is such a fucking good apple, Cal. Holy shit. And then Cal slices it in half and he goes, look, pentacle. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? Uh, He's like, look, it's everywhere. And I'm like, you're such a dork. It's very dorky. It's also very con manny. And I'm like, this single act 
don't trust you anymore, Cal. This I know, right? Especially when you start looking at the fact that she is Catholic and should be associating apples and knowledge and temptation. And I'm like, mm-hmm, ah! mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's too much, Cal. Ease up. <laughs> too much, Cal. You were so close. And then you went overboard. So uh, they go home from school that day. Uh, Cal comes over because Mary Kay fucking brings back her home. Cal and Morgan make out and do witch homework while Mary Kay and Back are in the other room. They draw runes. Yeah. They do some fun flashcard exercises. <laughs> uh, but while they're doing that, Cal has Morgan do like a, I don't even know how to describe it. He's like, close your eyes and pick a card, any card. <laughs> Which one calls to you? And of course, Morgan picks like the fucking death rune. But it's like picking the tower. Right, right, right. I was going to say, like it's a tarot reading. Yeah. Uh, Cal's like, it doesn't mean death. It can mean death other things. Mean death It means the end of a thing. The death of a thing. Not you necessarily or anyone you know. <laughs> He's like, calm down, Morgan. But Morgan's like, I-, I don't know. I'm in a YA book, so it could mean death. <laughs> I'm a YA protagonist now, Cal. This might mean real death. <laughs> right? Take this seriously, Cal. This is not good. <laughs> so the mom comes home and she finds the girl's they're alone with their boyfriends. And mm. there's this wonderful line where Morgan's like, I could see a mom consciously deciding not to worry about this. I love that. She's <laughs> like, too. okay, they are all down here. I'm just not going to finish It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Breathe. Let it go. They're grown teenagers. Give it to God. Right. They are 14 and 17 almost. It's fine. Uh, so her aunt and her aunt's girlfriend come over for dinner and Morgan fucking apologizes to Eileen. I was really impressed with her at that point. I was like, you're good, Morgan. Thank you for recognizing the last time you saw her. You kind of rained on their parade. Right. You kind of made their happy thing about you. So thank Uh, you for apologizing for that. Because that was maybe the worst thing that Morgan did in the last book. Oh, God. She's like, hey, so I know you're having a good time, but. But what about me, though? (laughs) what if everything was about me last book was definitely morgan screaming what if it was all about me (laughs) yeah but she was going through some shit right no i mean it's reasonable but also thank you for apologizing yeah it was good okay uh random aside Mm -hmm. all of the times that they get fucking food right now Uh where they're just like ordering delicious Mm -hmm. what they have like they have like indian food and thai food and and chinese food Chinese food. And I'm like, I hate you, 2001. <laughs> Fuck you, 2001. All I want is some sweet and sour chicken without uh, the sour sauce and some fucking spring rolls. Right? All I want are my Chinese chicken nuggets and white rice, please. <laughs> Give me my white people Chinese food. <laughs> yeah. They talked about going out to get Chinese later on in the book. And I'm like, take me. You Let get to go, go to with movies. You. You, get to go, you get to go out. You get to go to these nice little magic shops fuck you i'm stuck in my house <laughs> i like that it's a good note that like they get to go get chinese food and they get to go to movies morgan doesn't morgan stays home most <laughs> of the morgan keeps doing wicka shit she's like fuck <laughs> i missed the movie right it's mostly like oh you're going to a movie slash going for dinner good i have the house to myself i can do wicka stuff <laughs> so uh the next day at school morgan gently tries to warn mary Kay about backer mm-hmm. which that plot line oh my god Senna, i am so nervous i've been nervous about her and backer since the beginning and i'm like 
please, I don't need him to full-on fucking sexually assault her in one of these books. Can you really have just learned his fucking lesson and chill out and not push her for things? Like, that would be great if he could have character growth, like, instead of this constant Morgan being like, I don't know about that backer kid, I don't think he can learn. (laughs) Right. And it's, you you thought it culminated in the last book with the <laughs> right? attempted sexual assault that Morgan foiled with her witch powers, but right? No, instead it's we must. It's continue, back. That's apparently Mary Kay's only fucking plotline. Yeah, at the moment, uh, Mary Kay is just doing stuff with Backer, and Morgan's always like, "Oh, I don't like it. Ugh, I don't like it." And then she's like, "Oh, but I can't say I don't like it because then she'll want to do it more." Because she's a teenager. <laughs> Which I appreciate she acknowledged that. I love how careful Morgan is, how careful her mom is. They clearly learned it from each other. Right. Like, they all very much understand that they are dealing with teenagers, and you have to be careful. Mm-hmm. So, at school, the, the circle discusses Morgan's birthday, and they try to organize a circle for it, uh, but Matt bows out for unspecified reasons, and Robbie bows out, specifically because Brie asked him to go to her and Raven's circle, and he wants to check it out. I was really hoping that we would learn more about that in this book, but we did not. Nope, because it happens on the same night this book ends. Yep. I like that it was another situation where Cal's like, don't know how I feel about that, and Robbie's like, yeah, I wasn't asking. I fucking love Robbie. Can I just say that now? <laughs> he is such a good kid. I love that he's like, look, I'm in love with Bree, as we learn later. Uh, so I'm going to go to this fucking circle because I want to check on her. And this is how I can make sure she's okay. Right. And he's also, you know, checking to see what they're doing because yeah. he's, he's also concerned. So he's like, yep. I want to see what it's about. And he's like, very clear, like, I'm not leaving this circle, but I want to see. And yep. I have that right. You can't stop and me. honestly... Uh, that is way more my experiences with people doing pagan rituals and stuff. Uh-huh. That, like, there would be different groups and circles and types of paganism and Wicca and stuff. I guess not just paganism. Mm-hmm. That that was much more my experience. The people would be like, hello, I'm going to be hanging out with the Grove of the Bloody Blahs this weekend. Do you want to come? <laughs> or, or being like, oh, this other grove is doing a holiday thing. Do you want to come? Like, there is so much more in the way Robbie is doing Wicca that connects with the type of pagans I've known than what Cal is doing being like, well, you gotta, like, have consistency, Robbie. (laughs) Right. Where Cal's like, yeah, but I want us to do a circle. Like, us. Just us. Nobody else. Only us. And I'm like, Cal, you're wrong. Calm down, Cal. So they try to organize for the next Saturday, but oh no, the holidays. And I'm like, oh man, this is very relatable. I love that. Like, I love that so much. <laughs> like, have you ever tried to organize a D&D game? Because this is exactly how it goes. Right? You get like four good sessions and then suddenly everybody has shit they gotta do. Right? Suddenly it's But like Matt was like, hey, I've got family stuff. And then there were holidays and Robbie wanted to go check out the other group, see what they were doing. Like, fuck, go for it, kids. You're kids. Right, like, fine, we'll just do a drop in, drop out thing i'll play your characters while you're gone (laughs) so cal tells morgan that they'll have a private circle for her birthday Mm. which honestly probably better yeah uh so later on in the day morgan hears brie and raven talking about their last circle in the bathroom she hears uh raven talking about how hunter is hot but sky mm, that sky lady oh my god i know where she's like i'm more interested in sky she seems very powerful i'm like you wanna kiss her 
<laughs> you should have been dating Beth by now. And they talk about how uh, Sky says that Wicca has a dark side and a light side, and how Sky apparently has Morgan's hair, and Bree's a little worried about it. I was really happy that Bree was a little worried about it. <laughs> Well, it's it's funny because, again, it's structured in a way that's very ominous, right? Where they're like, oh, did you believe all that stuff that Sky was saying about the dark side of Wicca? And, oh, now she has Morgan's hair. And it's it's like, what are you, what are you guys doing over there? What are you up to? What, what's up? So Morgan files that away and she's like, definitely going to tell that to Cal. Soon as I see him, for sure. Next time. <laughs> Later that afternoon, Morgan and Robbie go out to the woods to get decorative pine cones. And I'm like... Do you not just buy those? I've never heard of somebody going to get decorative pine cones, but whatever. <sighs> look, you can just buy them or you can go looking for them in the woods. I mean, I guess if you have to oversee something to move the plot forward, then sure. <laughs> I like to go looking for shit in the woods. <laughs> yeah, you're clearly trying to kickstart your plot. I'm just an NPC. Don't tell my <laughs> I'm the Robbie in this scenario. You're just one of the people in the background. They can go up and they can talk to you and you can say, nice day for finding pine cones, right? And that's it. <laughs> Did you know if you put three pine cones together, you can hang it over your door? <laughs> Here, let me give you a recipe for a pine cone wreath. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you talk to me for a fifth time? Here, have some string. <laughs> <laughs> I found this string in the woods. I don't have anything to do with it. Why don't you take it? Thanks for giving me your trash, literal NPC. <laughs> I guess I'll throw that out for you. <laughs> okay, I guess I can sell this at the shop for one copper. <laughs> I'll give you five bells for it. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, anyway. <laughs> so I'm sorry. So, <laughs> Robbie talks about how he's in love with Bree, but he never thought he had a chance before because of, you know, the acne and the Coke bottle glasses. Uh, he wants to know if Morgan thinks that he has a shot now with, you know, the model look he's got going on now. Uh, and Morgan tells him, I mean, you know, fair. She's like, well, we all know how Bree is with boyfriends. Yeah. So be careful. I like that she was like that, that she wasn't like, oh, hell yeah, Robbie, you're so hot, and that's definitely the only thing that was in your way. Right, and that she's like, she's never not treated boys this way, so we don't, don't know if you'll be yeah. different. And that's sad, too, when you've got a friend where you're like, look, I don't envy the people who date this person. Yeah. My God, they've gotten Elena. Yeah, God, oh, God, <laughs> breeze the, oh, God, run away, Robbie, run away. They've gotten Elena, except that Morgan does not take it upon herself to comfort date the boyfriends. Yeah, and also Brie's not the literal worst. <laughs> no, no, Brie has uh, redeemable qualities, maybe. And Morgan doesn't feel the need to constantly comfort her. Could you imagine if fucking Bonnie or Meredith had been like, nope, I'm dating Stefan because Stefan oh likes God. me. That oh would my not God. have ended well. Nope, nope. I'm pretty sure uh, somebody, Elena, would have burned <laughs> the school down. <laughs> yep. So um, as they are walking around collecting pine cones, they <laughs> overhear Raven kind of sexually assaulting Matt. Oh, God, yeah. That Where Matt's like, no, I don't want this. And Raven's like, lies. Like, that was a scene. We did not need that. No. It would have been nicer if Matt was like, 
I really want to do this with you, but my girlfriend. Right, if he was torn in a way that didn't sound uncomfortable. Yeah, because instead it just felt like, and even later on when he's talking to to Morgan, it felt like he's like, I do not know why I'm doing this. And I'm like, is it magic? Is Did Sky like, put some kind of weird magic on you? Because right. you're kind of like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I'm kissing you, but I don't want to do this. Right. They make it sound like Raven's like, literally jerking him off while this is happening. I know! And she's got him pinned to the fucking tree. Right? Where she's like, yeah, you want me. And it's like, fuck you. Whether or not his body is reacting is not fucking consent. It's so sketchy. I hate that. And I hate that Raven is doing this. I hate that they have Raven as this character who's like, I want you in my circle. So I'm going to sexually assault you. I'm willing to trade my morals. Right? Or that, that Raven is like the sex recruiter like i just don't like it send raven out she'll fuck the dude and he'll join us right i mean there are obviously ways that characters can have agency but it just feels like this is a stereotypical it's bad raven's been bad since book one yeah i feel extremely unhappy about the way she gets treated yeah i can't remember if raven ever gets better i hope she does i hope so she's definitely gay So the next day, Morgan does see Cal and she immediately tells him everything that happened the day before. Good job, Morgan. Hooray, finally. Cal comforts her and says, don't worry, babe, I'll talk to him. (laughs) So Morgan goes to talk to Matt herself uh, and he confesses that he thinks Raven is hot, but mostly has just been dating Jenna since freshman year. And I love that too, where it's like, They've been dating for four years. And they're teenagers. Yeah, because I definitely had a friend who, like, two friends, who had just been dating as long as I had known them in high school. Mm-hmm. And when they broke up, we were all very confused. And they were, uh, the girl was like, he's the only guy I've ever dated, and I don't want that to be the case. Yeah. And I mean, Matt says that. He's like, we've been dating since we were freshmen, and we're only 17. Yeah, absolutely. Which is it's fair. super valid. Just... Tell your girlfriend. (laughs) Just break up with Jenna and then go fuck Raven. And it's cool. Right? Break up with Jenna so that if you do want to say yes, you can say yes. But maybe don't say yes to someone who doesn't take your nose. Also that, yes. So Morgan tells him, you know, tell Jenna, I'm not going to, but you should definitely. Yeah, I appreciate that she stays out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Morgan gets home to find Hunter waiting outside her house. Not like a creeper at all. Nope. And it's time for uh, one of the big reveals that was spoiled by the fucking back of the book. Back of the goddamn book. Hunter is in bad shape. Still pretty sick. Also wearing a leather cap? Question mark. Is he? I don't remember that. Is he wearing a leather beanie? What are you wearing, Hunter? (laughs) What is this? Who Is he wearing a leather baseball cap? Maybe. I mean, I'm familiar with like an Irish cap, like a leather Irish cap. I just can't picture a leather cap. I just don't get it. But anyway, Hunter is extremely fucking condescending. He just goes up to Morgan. He's like, you know what? Nobody blames you, fish. You didn't know what you're getting into. Right. You ran off. You're stupid. And she's like, who are you? <laughs> you are barking up way the wrong tree. And uh, he he tells her that Cal has lied to her and that he and Selene are working dark magic on him to make him sick. Uh, Morgan doesn't believe him, and when Hunter tries to grab her, super aggressive, 
Uh, yeah. She zaps him with her fucking witch bomb. And then he's like, oh, I get it now. <laughs> That's why he wants you. Uh, and as she, like, retreats, he just is like, you're a woodbane. Cal's a woodbane. Bellwicket was a woodbane. He's like, conspiracy theories everywhere, child. He is. He fucking breaks out his conspiracy board and sets woodbanes. Yep. And he explains that he is from the International Council of Witches, here to make sure they toe the line. Oh, and also, I'm Cal's brother. Oh, and another thing, this is when my birthday is like, <laughs> I just fucking stopped talking, Hunter. Also, I'm a Pisces. Did you know elephants can't jump because they don't have knees? <laughs> and Morgan is like running inside, like, stop talking to me. <laughs> Uh, so she goes inside. She consults her mother's book of shadows. It says, yep, we're woodbanes. Yeah. Dude, okay, alright, so here's the thing. I do not, for one fucking minute, believe she's had this book for, like, a week or a couple days. Whatever. I would have, if Celine had said to me, there's shit in here that I'm pretty sure that you'd feel weird about. Oh, I know, right? I would have read the thing from back to front. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> I would have scanned it for everything. She's like, mm, I want to savor it and I want to take one bite at a time. I'm like, fuck you. I'm staying up all night and reading this. There's no goddamn way that this book is so big that I can't read it in two nights. She's doing like that, that thing her parents did in the last book where they're like, mm, we'll tell you when it's plot appropriate. She's like, mm, I'll read it when it's plot appropriate. Because <laughs> it's literally she finds it. I'm like, I hate you. I love that. It's <laughs> literally just like, yep, we're wood but we're good. We're good, Bane. We're good. Don't worry we're about good. it. <laughs> we're good, Bane. This is the new <laughs> phrase for Bellwick. The good Bane's. Um, <laughs> so of course she immediately goes to talk to Cal because that's how Morgan deals with anything. Yeah. Uh, she finds him meeting with Sky, and Cal tells her that Sky was warning him that Hunter was after him, but he won't tell her why. Mm. So Morgan's like, mm, you know what? Hunter yelled a bunch of shit at me. I think I know. Yeah, is it because he's your brother? <laughs> So she like goes down the list. She's like, okay, let me take out my note cards. What the fuck is the International Council of Witches? <laughs> and Cal's like, uh, witch cops. I want them to be like the fucking what we do with the shadows cops. <laughs> I would love it. Um, But Cal says that he doesn't believe that Hunter is one of them. Which is amazing. He was like, no, my younger brother is definitely not a fucking witch cop. Thank you very much. Nah, he just he's just a wannabe. Don't worry about it. He's he's like in training, honey. It's okay. <laughs> um, Morgan's like, all right, what about this? He said I was a woodbane. And Kyle's like, how does that make you feel? I know. <laughs> the fucking psychology question. <laughs> and how do you feel about that? I don't know, Cal. Maybe because you've been fucking telling me that they're goddamn evil since the fucking get-go. You could have been nicer about this, <laughs> right? And uh, he's like, no, don't worry. It's nothing to be ashamed of. Woodbane's got a bad rap. If only we had said this early. <laughs> um, And then he drops that it's better than being a mongrel. Ooh, yeah. Okay, wait. Yeah, that whole fucking conversation. Like, I know I'm very drunk and I'm forgetting all of the points I wanted to make and we're running out of time. <laughs> but there was that whole conversation. I was like, no, no. Uh, it's like finding out my ancestors are a long line of jailbirds and lowlifes. I was like, I'm gonna smack you, Morgan. <laughs> Fuck you. Like, you don't think it's like finding out my my family are a bunch of fucking fascists, right? Like, it's a little more sounds a little more serious than that. They did like do a, a witch civil war. 
right? It's not, you know, it's like finding out, like, my family's fucking, you know, Nazis. Like, like, no lowlifes and jailbirds. Like, fuck you and your goddamn classes and right Mm. in there, right there. I hate that. I hate that. I hate the, it's better than not knowing your clan at all. Like, fuck you. I thought the whole point was that, like, we're all so interacting with each other and marrying each other that doesn't fucking matter where we come from because we probably come from, like, everything at this point. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Better than being a mongrel. Like, we're going here, huh? We're going here? We're Listen, going that, like... Mm. This <clears throat> is this has been in the background. I wanted to bring it up before and I've forgotten. Fucking pure blood bullshit. Yeah. Uh, the whole, like, thing about the, the woodbanes not being able to marry humans because then their junk doesn't work right. Like, that all is extremely All of the witches that it's like, if a woman who is a witch marries human men, they'll never conceive. And if a man who is a witch marries a woman who is not, it's only at his choice. I'm like, fuck you with your magical fucking conception prevention word. Well, it's also like birth control. <laughs> well, it's also like, uh, like, cause Bell Wicket was like, yeah, um, you have to marry one of us. We're all wood babes. Oh yeah, here. yeah, with Maeve, where she was like, I want to go out and see other people, and maybe my, maybe my soulmates out there, and they're like, maybe not, maybe not, maybe you just stay here and marry the same wood babes that have always been here, cause we are keeping it in the family. And this is why you're so fucking powerful, Morgan, cause you're pure. Right? And it's like, mmm, yeah, I don't like this. I don't so like the gross. small girl stuff. Mm, no. Nope. No, thank you. None of that. Hate it. Uh, so Cal insists that he doesn't know what he and Celine are, and he explains that Hunter's mother is the woman that Cal's father left Celine for, and that they were born six months apart, so Cal chooses not to believe that Hunter is his blood brother. Where it's like, you are just assuming that your dad left your mom. For a pregnant lady? right like i could see it i guess that's sure but plot wise that does not make sense i also like that cal i mean first cal is like no he's not my brother he's lying because my father was uh, a powerful high priest so he just wants to be associated with that but then he says no i choose to believe that he's not my brother it's like that's very different than what you initially presented cal extremely different cal that makes hunter look a lot less like a liar and All you, right. you keep changing the goalposts. <laughs> it just seems like you kind of selectively believe something for your own mental health, which is totally fine. But you can't fine, then present that at fact. Exactly, exactly. Where it's like you can say, "Look, this is the info. I'm choosing to believe that it's not true." Yep. But yeah, you can't just say that Hunter's sad and wants to be like you, right? So he says that, yes, Hunter is on his ass because he wants to, like, just make him mad. I guess that's Hunter's thing. I guess that's thing. my whole point. Yep. That's my whole goal in life, to make you mad. Yep. So Morgan is uh, furious at Hunter and protective of Cal, uh, which Cal delights in. Cal's like, woo woo, somebody wants to protect me? This has never happened. I thought it was it was very sweet. It's a, it's a sweet conversation, if a little, mm, not great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they talk about making a future together of going to college and living together after high school. And Morgan's very excited because this boy that she likes wants to make a life with her. This boy that she's been dating for three weeks. Yep. Uh, and Cal is like, <laughs> yep, we're going to be together forever. You and me, baby. Yep. The next day, Morgan goes to Practical Magic. She wants to talk to Alice, but instead she has to talk to David. But David's so good. He's, yeah, he's, he's getting less creepy. 
Yeah. Um, he like gives Morgan tea and she's like, What kind of tea is this? And he's like, Why don't you, you tell, tell me, me, Morgan? <laughs> tell me all about it. And she's like, Mmm, I'm gonna discern every single element of this. Right. She takes a magical fucking moonwalk through this tea. And I'm like, you know what, Morgan? People who just drink a lot of tea can also do this. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, fuck you, you don't need to have fucking magic. It's very silly. So my favorite though is I want to say skullcap, but I'm not sure what that is. <laughs> right? I don't know what this is, but I definitely magically taste it. Yeah. So she talks to David. David explains again about the witch cops, uh, and explains about seekers who work for them to. <laughs> I just keep hearing time cop. <laughs> <laughs> nope, witch cops. Uh, and the the seekers work with the council to bind bad witches' magic and strip mm-hmm. them of their Which powers. Which we've seen happen in uh, Hunter's diary. Yes, Hunter is, has seen it. Um, and it's very terrible. David explains that, like, without their powers, some of these people just kind of lose their shit. Right? They're like, it's like drowning. Uh, so Morgan asks him, she's like, do you think there's a dark side, David? Do you think there is Sith? He's like, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, he's like, yeah, no question. Morgan's like, but my boyfriend told me that there weren't. And he's like half your age, so I'm going to believe him. <laughs> and uh, David explains that, uh, yeah, there are people who do bad things, but he thinks that it's not usually that simple, uh, yeah. which is fair. You know what? Don't trust Definitely. the witch cops. Who know what they're after. Down with the police. I also like the detail that David is fucking 32, Ollie. Me too. And because I know how old that must sound to a teenager. I know. I'm like, oh, David is me age. (laughs) My thought was, oh, he's younger than me, maybe. (laughs) Because it's like, he's like, yep, most of the people who are Bernhides have dark, dark eyes and they go gray early. (laughs) And I'm like, "Mm, relatable. I'm also a Bernhide. (laughs) So, uh, on the way back from the shop, Morgan is run off the road, just straight up run off the road. And I honestly... It was a good little horror story, that chapter. It was. She's, like, making protective runes under her dashboard, like, save me magic. nothing. (laughs) Um, Oh, but here we also got the moments of her being like, goddess, save me. Yeah. And it's just like, nah, that reads is fake. Right, I think I think Raven tweeted about it. Like Morgan, you've yep. been a witch for two weeks. Why are Seriously? you saying goddess? Three, three fucking weeks, and like she has said goddess, I think three times in this this book. Yeah, she starts saying it a lot towards the end, <sighs> and I'm just like, please no. Sounds right. It's not natural for you to do. Right, you're still trying to go to church, Morgan. I know. You don't have a deep connection yet. <laughs> but I guess this could be uh, the thing that the back is referencing where she thinks it might be in her mind. Because she's like, what if they're magical headlights? True, true. But yeah, so she's run off the road. She's she's fine. Her car's kind of trashed. So she has to walk yeah. home. Uh, as she does, Bree pulls up from the direction that the car like passed her in. And tries to offer her a ride home. Uh, very like reluctantly. She's like, ugh. You need a ride. It's snowing Morgan, out, I guess. What the fuck did you do? <laughs> Morgan's like, nah, I think that you might be the one who ran me off the road, so no. <laughs> so, I'm going to go with nah. 
So uh, Bree's like, all right, fuck you. But there's a nice detail that Bree doesn't like spray snow in her face. Like she pulls away carefully. Yeah. That she wasn't just like, fuck you, I hate you. And I only pulled over because I would have pulled over for anyone. But she just like very carefully pulls away. I'm like, that's really nice. Yeah. So she gets home and her parents are like, oh man, that sucks. Listen, we're going out for Chinese food. So um, you want to go? No? Okay. So Morgan uh, calls Cal. She tells him what's happened. He can't come over because he's having a circle. So Morgan decides to scry with fire like her mom did. Mm, I've been waiting for this to happen. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because like she talked about scrying with fire in the past. The mom. Yep, it does seem like a handy plot device. Yep. Uh, she has like a fucking Ringu vision. She sees uh, <laughs> Sky and Hunter being ominous. She sees Sky kissing Raven. <gasps> Which made me be like, yes. She sees that. it like confirmed gay, confirmed gay. Right? Maybe. At least by. Yes. Uh, she sees Robbie kissing Brie. Yeah, that sounds fair. She sees her aunt holding a baby, and it ends on an image of her mother pointing uh, to a house, or beneath a house, her, rather. Her birth mother. Her birth mother, yes. Maeve. Maeve. Um, so Morgan is jarred out of the vision by a phone call. She picks it up. Nobody answers. She fucking star 69s it, which I love. I- Loved that detail. I was like, yep, I remember. (laughs) Do you? I do. I also love that she does it. It's like, good girl, Morgan. Hell yeah. Step one. Um, She freaks herself out because she's like, I have seen Scream. I know what's happening. (laughs) I'm in a horror movie. (laughs) I am a YA protagonist. I am in danger. Yes. So she freaks herself out. She runs around locking all the windows and doors. And I'm like, oof, been there. Same. Out a window, she sees fucking Sky and Hunter lurking at the edge of the woods. And she watches them just walk we around the house. We presume Hunter. Right. She sees Sky Like, I'm sure. sure it is, but she's like, oh, I don't know. It's taller than Bree or Raven. Must be Hunter. For a while, I was hoping it was Cal. Oh, yeah. But it's definitely not Cal. Yeah. So she sees them walking around her house a bunch of times and she's like, those fuckers are witching me. (laughs) And I love, so like, this is around the point where I began to think like, the witchcraft in this series is so low key that it's super easy to just imagine that everybody is just intensely LARPing. (laughs) Yes. This all gets so much better if you just think of all of this magic shit and just sort of imagine them, like, throwing beanbags at each other. Oh, they're just playing Mage the Ascension. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. The Awakening. Uh, But anyway, so they're they're out in the middle of the night, intensely LARPing around her house. Morgan panics and calls for Cal, but she never gets through to him. The next morning, which is the morning of Morgan's birthday. Oh, no, wait. No, her birthday party. Oh, yeah. Her birthday party. Her Her birthday's the next day. Yeah. Morgan uh, takes Robbie to the town where her mother lived to chase down the house that she saw in her mm-hmm. vision. I liked this whole scene. Her her and Robbie hanging out. A little road trip. Yeah. Morgan tells Robbie that she's adopted uh, about the vision that she had. Finally, she tells somebody other than Cal. I know, right? Seriously. And she tells him that she wants to find the house and see what her mother was pointing to. And Robbie is pretty chill about it. He's just like, all right, well, I mean. I do love him. This tracks. This has been your yeah. life. So weird because this has not been her life until recently, but it very much has been recently. <laughs> right. He's like, well, last week you did cure me of my lifelong acne and eye problems. Apparently so sure. my eyeballs. Yeah, that's fine. So they go to the house. Morgan crawls underneath it, which sounds fucking horrifying. And 
she uses magic to make herself invisible. And again, I'm just picturing her like the guy from like Mystery Men. <laughs> it's like, I can only be invisible when I'm naked and when you're not looking. Like <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> Where I can just walking through like, I'm invisible, I'm invisible, I'm invisible. I'm invisible. Like, Nobody sure looking at me except for Robbie. Robbie's okay. <laughs> so uh, she crawls around under the, ha- under the house and eventually finds a box with her mother's initials, which she and Robbie take back to his place. And fucking speaking of classism, the whole scene with at Robbie's house where like, oh, Dude. it's really small. <sighs> yeah, where they're like, we never go to Robbie's house. It smells like old cooked food and cigarettes. And I'm like, wow. Right. And his Morgan. parents are mean to him, which like is a fair reason for Robbie to not be there. Yeah. But like Morgan's just really snotty about it. She's extremely, like, her and Cal are never going to live in a little fucking tiny house, you know? She's lived a good fucking life, and I'm glad for her that she has, but Mm -hmm. wow, is she extremely judgmental. Right. Her inner narration is just, like, very turning up its nose at Robbie's whole thing, and it sucks. Yup. Robbie a good boy. But uh, they open up the box, which has her mother's tools. Thank you, the back of Wicca number three. Thanks. It's got the athame, the robe, the wand, some bowls, a clata symbol on a necklace, uh, rocks, yep. and some crystals. There was a lot of cool stuff in there. There was a lot of cool stuff in there. I would love to find a fucking box like that. I know. Okay, right. So reading that whole scene, I was like, damn, I would have loved to have something like that. Just being like, hello, you're 16. I know, she's 17. Which just be like, hello, you're 16, and this is the shit we give to you. This is your birthright it's literally just a bunch of shit to do stuff that you like but here you go right and it's like it's been in our family for generations it's all like handcrafted like damn or even just being like hey when i was your age i really liked this thing that you also liked and here's all my shit for it like if my mother had liked drawing or something like that but like hey here's my old easel anything like that that'd have been so fucking cool right that would be cool but nope we are not uh, YA protagonists. <laughs> no, we are not. We don't get cool family hand-me-downs or secrets or blood mm-hmm. powers. Anyway, at home, Morgan is concerned that the stuff might be dangerous because, you know, her parents were murdered. So mm-hmm. uh, she hides it in a vent in her room but keeps the athame out, which she uses to reveal Sky and Hunter's fucking spell on her house. Uh, and again, she finds, among other things... The death sigil. Dun dun dun. It's right under her own window. Gasp. So uh, later on, Cal picks her up for their birthday circle and Morgan tells him everything. Cal is very excited that she's found her mother's shit. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. He almost swerves off the road. He's like, what? You found the fabled Bellwicket's coven tools? <laughs> so- I want it. I'm so on it. (laughs) (laughs) He's concerned about Sky and Hunter, but once again, don't worry, babe, I'll talk to him. (laughs) So arrogant. (laughs) I just love it. I love that none of it is like, he's definitely not a werewolf protagonist. I know that that was Raven's theory, but a werewolf would be eating these people right now. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. They would be dead. They would be fucking dead. (laughs) Cal is so chill. Cal's just like, nah, I'll talk. We'll have a conversation. We're civilized people conversation <laughs> yes conversation i'm gonna take him out but then they fucking wizard duel too. <laughs> <laughs> so they go inside celine is leaving i love that 
Morgan's like, isn't she like worried that we're gonna like fuck? Like fuck? And and Cal's like, no, not really. She's no. cool. She knows I'm not a virgin. So Cal lights forty bajillion candles. Oh my god! And I knew it was fucking coming too. Oh, of course it was. Of course. Yeah. Of course. I'm like, this is going to be, he's going to have the whole place set up beautifully. He's going to have candles because apparently he's not worried about fire hazards. Oh, Where yeah. I'm with like, this look, girl. man, anytime anybody lights that many candles, I'm like, you could have just as easily strung up some goddamn fucking string lights. <laughs> anytime someone lights that many candles, my main thought is, damn, that's a lot of fucking money. I mean, it's a lot of money and it's a lot of fucking time. Yeah. He goes around, he lights all the candles, and I'm like, Ugh forever right i love that morgan's probably just like sitting there just like staring at him she doesn't have a phone to check so she yeah. just has to watch him light like she doesn't candles. even have any of her books to read so it's like later on when she's like oh shit it's like one in the morning i'm like well <laughs> if you hadn't lit all those candles he just got some fucking electric candles put into his chandelier oh my god he does he has a literal candle chandelier so ridiculous i just love that like you're a witch man just like just witch fucking, light him. That's what I was wondering, Senna. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, why don't you just be like, hey, watch this. I've been practicing. Right? Look, everything's all lit up now. Aren't I sexy? Like, you know how your your mom like knows a spell for how to cool tea, but you can't light a fucking candle? Okay. <laughs> Even if you have to be like, <laughs> a couple <laughs> so times. <laughs> just like, do that. Just each different area of the room. That is so good. They're just both standing there, like hands on their hips, while he just keeps snapping. <laughs> He's like flamenco dancing, basically. <laughs> Morgan's like, you know what? I'm gonna take uh, a lighter, and I'll do this half. Um... <laughs> I'll take these fifteen. <laughs> anyway, so three hours later, he has a pile of presents from Morgan, most of which she already has. I love that because she shows him the athame, and he's like, "Oh snap!" And then he's like. My gift here is a little redundant. <laughs> He's like, this was before I knew you found your mother's tools. Because you literally found them this afternoon. God damn you. <laughs> it's like, you couldn't have found them tomorrow, huh? No, my gift's not cool. He gets her what? He gets her <laughs> He gets her the athame that she liked at the store with the roses and the skull. skull. And then he gets her earrings, but she doesn't have pierced ears. <laughs> All right. He's like, oh, shit. I, I fucked love up. I love so much. He's like, how have I never noticed? And I'm like, it's fine. It's easy to not notice. <laughs> he gets her a book on spells. And what was the fourth thing? I feel like he gets her another book. Oh, no, he gets her a shirt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a pretty shirt. I liked the description on it where it was like looking at like a thundery sunset because it was all purples. That's a fucking bold move to get your girlfriend a shirt like and guess her size. Right? Like unless you have done something to figure this out, dude. I've dated people where like they continuously got me shit that was too small mm -hmm. and i was like it's nice that you think that i'm smaller than i am <laughs> but please stop because <laughs> i don't want it right like i've been with my boyfriend for 10 years i still have to kind of guess right it's like i would need to go look at your pile of clothes or check in the fucking closet <laughs> to make sure right? you can't just guess and it's not like Cal has access to her best friend or anything. Like, he has Robbie, yeah. but does Robbie know? Probably not. No, Robbie's not gonna know. Her mom would be lucky to know. She's a growing teen. So anyway, hopefully it fits. And then he's like, I've got one more present for you. <laughs> this dick. Me. <laughs> and then he 
rips off the bow that he's been wearing the whole time. <laughs> and only the bow. <laughs> he's like, I got my dick in a bow for you. Dick in a box. <laughs> <laughs> I know he turns around. Got one more present for you, babe. How did you get naked? I'm not naked. I've got a dick in a box. <laughs> She's like, oh, you got me a penis candle. <laughs> and he hands her uh, the box, which does indeed have a penis candle inside. And then he's like, but also we can fuck. <laughs> look, look, look. Look. <laughs> The amount of times that fucking penis candles come up in the past three books. <laughs> I swear to fucking God, if someone doesn't buy one of these fucking <laughs> penis candles one of these days, I'm going to be so sad because nothing is greater than the thought of Morgan lighting a fucking penis tip <laughs> on fire and watching it burn and just like fucking Eliza Hamilton again. <laughs> And watching all of the guys in the room just sort of cross their legs. Ooh. <laughs> oh man! So anyway, best canon. Cal, Cal is indeed like, let's fuck. Yeah, yeah. He does not have a dick in a box. He does not give her a penis candle. Uh, that was totally a missed opportunity on his part. <laughs> I know. I would love it if from now on their fucking running joke is giving each other penis candles for birthdays. Anyway. Uh, they start making out, and even though Morgan definitely wants to fuck Cal, she doesn't she like wants to. want to fuck Cal. And I loved that. Part of me was like, you know, there's more than just fucking kids, but I guess <laughs> Morgan, you don't know that. This is true. But Cal, Cal knows that. You guys could still have like kept your fucking pants on <laughs> and done stuff. Not that I need to see teenagers <laughs> doing this shit in books. I'm just thinking it would be nice for all of the stuff that has been going on in these books that is very good and like, wow, that's very realistic. Minus everybody getting naked and going swimming. <laughs> um, if Cal was like, it's cool. We don't have to. Do you want to just keep making out? Oh, there we go. Like they, they go from first base to wanting to go to, to home and you're just like, there's other bases. You can't just like. Well, they've clearly like they clearly did stuff in the car, right? Like yeah, they've done do stuff that before. Again. But I did appreciate that she was like, I don't want to right. fuck you right now, right? And uh, Cal is more or less cool about it. Like he does get a little yeah. guilt trippy, but he gets yeah. over it pretty quickly. No more than I would expect from any teenage That's boy fair. who's like, I'm ready to go. <laughs> right? He's like, it's fine. I'm just gonna go. I was gonna go to the bathroom for just a sec. Okay. Alright. Just gotta deal with him. <laughs> right, but he's, for the most part, he even says, he's like, it's fine, we have our whole lives. Right. Uh, when you're ready, tell me. And I'm like, good for them. Yeah, 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 that's fair. Uh, so they end up doing a circle instead. They end up literally doing a circle for two. And I have to wonder if that wasn't what he really wanted anyway. With the journal entries of being like, they keep wanting me to join with her. I'm like, maybe it's magical. Maybe it has nothing to do with sex. <laughs> uh, but they do it. They, like, do this night Mind world milk. thing where they, like, feel each other's minds. And they, like, get each other's, like, emotions. And it's very intimate. And they can feel how much they care about each other. Right. And Morgan's like, oh, all the poor humans who never get to do this. With their lovers. I feel so bad for them. It's like, all right, Morgan, you've been a witch for two weeks. Anyway. Three, thank you. <laughs> so they, 
technically I've been a witch my whole life. Anyway. Yeah. So they finish up. It's very late. Morgan has to rush home. She literally they- asked, was it good for you? <laughs> she does. I love it. <laughs> I was like, it was great for me. And I'm like, you guys. <laughs> you fucking nerds. Anyway. <laughs> So they rush outside, and hey, guess who's fucking lurking outside in the driveway? Lurk, it's lurk, Hunter. Lurk. Lurking. So His number one pastime. Champion lurker. <laughs> it's, it's one in the morning. Why yeah. are you there? Why? I hate that, honestly, so fucking much. <laughs> I'm like, kid, go the fuck home. Where Where are your parents? You don't have any. Never mind. <laughs> Ow. Fucking bird. You feel that, Hunter? That's some dark magic. <laughs> but, like, seriously, was he just waiting for him to come outside? What's I, going on? I don't know. They talk about it like he's just sort of getting out of his car, because I think they see him pull up. So it's Yeah, like, that's true. Why? But it's still, 1 o'clock in the morning. 1 in the morning. Celine could be there. Right. Like, was that the point? Was he going to talk to Celine? I don't know. They don't really anyway. talk about it. He's just there so they can fucking have the climax of the book. The three books. This is the most climactic. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> jokes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't have to say it. <laughs> anyway, you hate me sometimes. Okay, continue. Okay. So he, they confront him about the magic. <laughs> I love Hunter's. Like, oh, you know about that? <laughs> it's like, yes, because you, you know fucking I fucking bugged your house. Hunter. <laughs> Yeah, I saw you, you dick. You're bad at your job. You bit off way more than you could chew when you chose this as your first fucking assignment. So bad at this. Uh, So he insists, like, once again, he's so fucking aggressive. He fucking starts yelling at Morgan about how Cal's lying to her and how he wants to use her destined Bellwicket powers. He should have just been a Wesley type. I, he should have just fucking been chill for two seconds. Right? Uh, but he doesn't. Instead, he fucking raves like a fucking conspiracy theorist about how Cal's lying to Morgan and wants to use her powers to take over the High Council, which, wow. Yeah. That's a lot, Way to Hunter. start throwing a lot more plot at me. Thank you. <laughs> I am just a teenager. <laughs> uh, because Cal and Selene are woodbanes and they're evil. So in front of Morgan, Hunter's like, well, you picked the wrong person, Cal, because Morgan would never do that. And I'm like, who are you? I know. You don't know shit. I don't know you, sir. Bellwick, if renounced the dark arts, there's no way Morgan would agree to what you want. Like, you do understand nature versus nurture, don't you, Hunter? <laughs> like, he's nurturing her. <laughs> she was not raised with them. Like, right? You know that. You threw that in her face. Like, so Morgan, Morgan, for, you know, to her credit is like, uh, I don't know you. Stop talking about me (laughs) like I'm not here. And so Hunter tells Cal that he can't leave Morgan with him because the council wouldn't forgive him for leaving a powerful person in Cal's clutches, I guess. It's like, he's a goddamn teenager. He is a kid. Right? And so Cal's like, oh yeah, well, forgiveness, you killed your brother. And then you're like, ah, excellent. You are, in fact, Geomanunk or whatever. You're you're the person who we've been reading your journal entries. At. Right. Now we know for sure. So, first of all, low blow, Cal. Like, wow. Right. Oh, like, the two of them are literal teenagers. And the idea that, like, Hunter is 
mad at Cal for doing anything when he was just six months older than him. Mm -hmm. Like, this means, it's so ridiculous, the whole idea of it. Yeah, it's it's a weird. I mean, it makes sense for Hunter to go after Cal in terms of like the book, right? Because yeah. if Hunter's going after the mom, then that bypasses the protagonist. But like the idea of Hunter going after Cal is weird. Yeah, it, it's again, it, it brings me back around to the idea of Stefan versus Damon. We're just like, you just hate each other because the plot demands it. <laughs> So, uh, Hunter says, go to hell, and Cal's final line, before they start fighting, is a fucking classic. Put it on my grave. (laughs) He whispers, Wiccans don't believe in hell. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? Oh no, oh no, but then he fucking taunts him. You want me? You want me, Hunter? Then come get me! He doesn't just taunt him. He fucking grabs the athame out of Morgan's car like they're gonna have a fucking knife fight. Yeah, I brought an athame to a knife fight. <laughs> yeah. I, I love this so much, okay? Because I've always been presented with athames as like a ritual tool. No, it's not scary. It's not like for sacrificing. It's just a ritual knife. And for Cal to fucking grab this and be like, I'm gonna fucking stab you in this fucking witch so- book. Previous uh, to our starting this recording, I remember you and I were discussing the one that I have. It's fucking blunt. It doesn't have any sharp anything. I use it as a letter opener. <laughs> like, if you're gonna stab someone with this thing, you are like, you can. You absolutely could stab someone with this, but not like a knife kind of stabbing. You're also gonna it's have to like put a, a lot of force behind exactly. that. Exactly. Like, where can I get you? Soft places. If I stab this into your stomach, that's gonna suck. I might pierce things. I could stab it into soft, squishy places on your face. I could probably <laughs> stab you in the neck, and that wouldn't feel great. But can I cut you with this? Absolutely not. I can not i'm literally right now holding it in my hands there's no blade whatsoever i just i i love the ice it's so incongruous it's like if cal fucking grabbed a wooden cross and i was like i'm gonna beat you to death over the head with this it's just so dumb it is so ridiculous it's very very ridiculous these boys it's just it it doubles down on that they're fucking children it is it's they're they're boys so uh he fucking takes off into the woods and he's like come and get me hunter and i'm like we still don't know why hunter is here like yeah what if he came here to talk to morgan and you just left him with this prime opportunity to like abduct her like what are you doing cal what is this accomplishing I'm going to believe that you want to hurt me more than you want to talk to Morgan. Well, and it works because Hunter's like, uh, uh, stay here, Morgan. And he fucking takes off after him. Right. And it's ridiculous. If I was Hunter, I would be a lot more sensible. <laughs> and Cal's like, rawr, rawr, rawr. woof, woof, I'm off in the woods with this athame. Come get me, bro. I would just stand there. Yeah, seriously. Like, go. Why would I go after you? Right. Where are you going to go? Are you going to flee? I can just watch your house until you come back to get whatever. (laughs) Like, you could call your mom to you and you could escape my clutches, but you know what? Even if your mom decides, oops, there's a seeker and everything is terrible and we need to leave now. I'm watching your house. I can get in here. Right, like I found you. Yeah, I know where you are. I could get into her spelled room. Like, 
Right? Like, you're also here hanging out with Morgan. Like, I can just watch Morgan for a while. Yeah, right? You're not going to leave without without contacting Morgan some way. I'll just follow her around. I just, like, so... Hunter I'm, does the worst thing ever by following Calvin. so Calvin's bad at his job. Um, yeah. I, so, like, the book's been pretty good so far in terms of, like, people doing things that make sense. But this this whole climax is very contrived. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, fucking Hunter takes off and Morgan's like, well, if they're going, I'm clearly going. So she follows their trail into the woods and finds them fighting on the edge of a fucking cliff of like the Hudson River. Of the Hudson River. Because we know that's not going to come into play at all. (laughs) Right? Fighting on the edge of a cliff. What could possibly happen? Mm. Classic. This is, though, a classic serial climax. So it's an homage. So... (laughs) So, um, Cal, she finds- We know who's gonna go over and we know there's not gonna be a body. So she finds Cal advancing on Hunter with the fucking athame, about to shake him. It's fucking hilarious. Cal tells Morgan to stay back and he puts up like a shield. So she physically bounces off it. Yep. He removes her agency, folks. He does. And then he and Hunter end up like rolling around on the ground and Cal gets on top of him. He's just like beating the shit out of Hunter. And like Morgan's like, nobody should be that angry. (laughs) You're wicked. So you don't get angry. Why are you punching him so hard? I love that where she's like, this is not the way of it. They should not be this way. Yep. Uh, So Morgan pushes through the barrier and Morgan like grabs the athame. And Hunter tells Morgan to leave because he's a seeker and Cal is an evil woodbane. Which he could have fucking said at the goddamn beginning. He could have said this three times? How many yeah. times have they interacted? Any like, of the times when him and Morgan were, were together, he could have been like, Hey, Morgan, we got off on the wrong foot when I met you. Uh, this is my name. This is why I'm here. I'm a seeker from the High Council. I don't know if you know anything about this yet. I know you're very new to things. But yet again... Uh, Hunter just really bad at his job. Yeah. He's like, oh, you don't know the truth about your boyfriend. Yeah, what about you? Yeah, yeah. I don't blame you. You don't know anything. You don't. Yeah, but I'm definitely not going to tell you anything of the plot. Ugh. Anyway, Cal tells Morgan that Hunter is just jealous and he wants everything that Cal has. Uh, Morgan is just sort of like, I don't want you to kill each other. So what do I do here? And so she right. looks at Cal and then she like starts feeling really foggy. Yup, and this is where I was like, yes! (laughs) She, like, has problems, like, hearing stuff, everything's, like, in slow motion, sort of like she's been drugged. Yep, looking at Cal makes her feel fuzzy. Eventually, Hunter pins Cal and starts using that magical chain to bind up his wrists, and Cal looks at Morgan, and he calls for her help, and then Morgan can start doing stuff again. me! Uh, so Morgan fucking chucks the athame <laughs> at hunter and gets him in the neck like holy shit morgan right like who knew you could fucking knife throw did you take that specialty when you made this character <laughs> right? she's like i've had this in my back pocket i haven't told anybody about it but only the gm knows <laughs> i did take this at character creation <laughs> throw anything so <laughs> and i love the detail that it like sticks for a moment and then falls yep which means she threw it with enough fucking force that it got like a little bit in his goddamn neck dude this scene takes this fucking series up from like a fucking chill five to like a 10 because morgan I is know. stabbing people in the neck 
stabbing him in the and then all the other shit that's happening you're just like wow this is not the book series i was reading <laughs> so hunter was like holy shit she stabbed me in the neck you stabbed me you stabbed me right in the neck <laughs> the cow really hurt and just fucking kicks him in the knee and hunter goes off that cliff uh, like we knew he would. So Morgan runs over and she <laughs> frees Cal from his chains. Mostly because Cal is like, Morgan, take me out of these chains. Because Morgan's like, I can do CPR. <laughs> He's like, no, my wrists are fucking burning. Please <laughs> Morgan, focus. <laughs> this is witch shit. Okay, we'll deal with the fucking other stuff now. He's fine. <laughs> Probably not, but it's fine. Please get this off me. I'm losing my magic. So uh, she frees Cal, and the two of them look for Hunter, but his body isn't there. Dun, dun, dun. Definitely didn't see that coming. So Morgan is freaked out. She's like, oh, we got to find help. We got to we gotta get him. We got to help him. your burns. Because I'm a nice person. <laughs> yeah. And Cal is like, no, no, no. You saved me, Morgan. You oh protected God, me. Like you said you would. Yeah, his whole, his final, like, monologue is pretty creepy. I'm sad for him, honestly. Like, what has his life been that this is how he reacts? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's super creepy, actually. Wait, where is it? Right. Morgan, he said in a broken voice, you saved me. And he touches her tenderly. You saved me. Hunter was going to kill me, but you protected me from him like you said you would. I love you. He kissed me. He's that's cold and tasting of blood. I love you more than I ever knew I could. Today our future truly begins. Like, yikes. It was fine with the, the sadness of you protected me like you said you would. I love you and him kissing her and then like, his lips tasted cold and of blood. And then he's like, I love you more than I knew I could. That's creepy to me. But then today our future truly begins. I was like, whoa. Right. Whoa. What? <laughs> what did, what's going on? Right. Here? That's vaguely super villainy, Cal. Exactly. Um. <laughs> right this is why i need him to be evil so morgan's like fucking checks her watch and she's like oh i'm 17 now happy birthday to me <laughs> happy birthday dear morgan your boyfriends are creep <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of sweep book three blood Witch. what would tomorrow bring yep that's yep. the end of that book ah <laughs> <sighs> And ultimately, for me, like, I had a really hard time trying to read the beginning of it. So, mm -hmm. like, I think it was all the info dumps and shit. Sure. But as soon as Hunter was like, I'm Cal's brother, I was like... <laughs> <laughs> You're like, let me get those fucking, like, saturated fats, baby. Yeah. This is trash, and I'm gonna put it in my mouth. <laughs> I'm gonna throw up later. But mmm, delicious. Dude, fucking same. I I got to like every interaction with Hunter. I'm like, mmm, fucking yes, give me more. What? Give me this melodrama. <laughs> I need it. I need this fucking like loser witch cop. I need Morgan like Loser Witch Cop. Perfect. <laughs> give me more of that. I need Morgan, like, freaking out about being wood paint. Like, yep. I love all of this. Yep. I loved her scene with David so much. That was one of the moments that felt like the first book a lot. Yeah, I mean, so there's the parts of this that are not Cal and Hunter. 
are still very chill. Like, yeah, you've got that Mary Kay and Backer thing going on in the background. You've got the Jenna yeah. and Matt thing. You've got the Brie and Robbie thing. Like, hell yeah. You've got, you know, Morgan still being like, ugh, do I hate Brie? Kind of, but I miss her. Yeah, there's still grounded stuff going on, but then also there are people stabbing people in the knives in the <laughs> necks with ritual knives. So, yeah. and I know I saw by accident that Raven was like, "It's good that you guys stopping at uh, book three, but I still kind of want to continue on so that I can be mad at whatever else." Is I know, right? Because I I still really enjoyed this this first omnibus. I would definitely recommend someone check out. You know, it's yeah. ridiculous in the ways it's ridiculous, but <laughs> I loved reading it for the trashy bits and also <laughs> for the really sweet bits yeah <sighs> we'll see maybe we'll pick up the book and we'll do that and um but for now i know that we can't so we'll have to move on to something else until i until i get my until amazon list. starts fucking delivering again yeah so but yeah this was this was our fourth season and I had a really good time with it. This is the first season that, like, none of the books was like, Senna, I can't wait to rip this fucking thing apart. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a lot of fun. Oh, yes, I agree. So I hope that uh, everybody who's checked out book uh, one through three of Sweep has had a good time with it. Yep. And thanks for bringing this book series to me. It was, it's was it been very fun. Thanks for reading it with me. It's been fun revisiting it. Yay, I'm glad. All right. Thank you all for listening to season four mm-hmm. with Kate Tiernan Sweep Series Part One. Yep. You can find us on uh, Twitter, Backlist Podcast, or me there. I'm at Olivia Hennis, H E N N I S. Right. You can find me on Twitter at endless underscore run. Uh, you can also find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash backlist and chill. Fuck yeah, even $1 helps us a whole bunch. Yep. And you get the get episode a little super early. early. It's good times. Yep. All right. Hope you're all staying safe and yeah. that things are way better by the time we get to releasing this episode. Right? <laughs> Hopefully things are better right now when you're listening to this. I envy you, future <laughs> listeners. I envy you. <laughs> I hope. I hope I envy you. Right. All right. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.